This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainer. And as my friend John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. That's theropetrainer.com today. Thanks to Earl Perrin, Chris Vernon, and of course, John Smoltz for their continued support of my show. They're out there making a difference, folks. Uh, they put the Rope Trainer up against it. They had it tested to make sure that it was uh, doing exactly what they said it would be doing, and the numbers are in, folks. Uh, if you want to help those young arms out there, they're your, they're your people. TheRopeTrainer.com. Check it out today. Uh, looking forward to the show today. I, uh, I have a friend in studio here, a guy that I've gotten to know, a young man that was a, a baseball player out of the great state of Texas. Um, he's working with me on some other things here at lineupmedia.fm, some of the great things we have going. Um, through a connection of ours with Missouri Gators Baseball, uh, got him introduced to somebody over there. And he's going to be coaching for him now. They've gotten themselves a good man. Um, I, uh, I, I do my Cardinal show with him as well. So he's, you know, up to date with what's going on in, in baseball. I want to talk about the correlation between learning the game of baseball and watching baseball played at the highest level with some of the things we've got going on because you get to this time of year and baseball gets kind of intense. And I watch kids play baseball now sometimes, and I think we've um, there's a little bit of going through the motions going on around the game of baseball. So I thought maybe that I would uh, hit my friend Josh Potter from the Missouri Gators up today to join us in studio. What's going on, Josh? What's going on? Well, um, congratulations, by the way, getting the coaching gig with the Gators. It's a, it's a growing organization that obviously is going to be doing some amazing things here in, in the St. Louis market and now over here in Illinois. Um, you're going to be coaching what uh, I want to confirm the age range. Is 15, 15 and under, um, and I'll be doing pitching instructing lessons. So I'll be in Illinois on Thursdays and I believe right now just to start off Tuesday, Wednesday in uh, the Missouri location. Um. You know, the thing I, I was interested to talk to you about today as I look at look at look at this game of baseball and I wanna and I wanna say as as I as I watch Major League Baseball. Now listen, let, let me say this. There's a variety of reasons why I think watching the game is a great way to teach the game and a great way to, to, to get things across. Kids, I believe, are visually stimulated when it comes to learning. When it also comes to interest in the game. Um, Major League Baseball understands that Listen, the, the stuff that's going on with, in Major League Baseball that I don't like with trying to shorten the games is a direct result of them understanding that kids aren't watching. Now, as a parent, can you make your kid watch? No, you, you shouldn't make them do anything. But have we lost that? Listen, I remember watching a game with my dad when I was younger. Do kids watch the game with their dad anymore? I mean, they have other things to do. But I'm telling you right now, I've said this a thousand times over, there's nothing better than watching the best players in the world do what they do because kids try to emulate things. So, again, I'm not saying force them to sit down and watch, but if you want to move like a baseball player, if you want to, you know, really, let's face it, act like a baseball player, watch the best player in the world do it. I'm watching uh, the best player in the world, not worlds, do it. I'm watching some amazing baseball right now. Obviously, everybody knows that we're located in the St. Louis area. I'm a huge Cardinal fan. The Cardinals are playing unbelievable right now. They've got a couple guys that are playing the game defensively as good as anybody has played it. 
and that's Harrison Bader in center field, for if, you, if you're an outfield type guy. Colton Wong is putting on an absolute clinic on the infield. So if you want to watch effort level, if you want to watch that, that's all amazing stuff. The thing that I'm talking about when it comes to explaining to young people about the game of baseball is it's one thing to, to watch that and say, oh, man, what a great play. It's the understanding of how it dictates a game. Taking a hit away, changing momentum is all amazing things that affect the outcome of a baseball game. It also shows that there, you know, in this world that we live in where everybody thinks it's all about hitting, which don't get me wrong, you have to hit, right? But defense matters, right? How you play the game matters. And that's what we should be teaching these young people, how you play the game. See, those types of plays change and alter the, 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 the complexion of a game. The emotion that's going on, the things that happen on the field are all important teaching things. It's not just about turning the TV on and hoping that your favorite player hits a home run. Now, that's great and that's exciting, but games have so much more going on within them. Um, you know, Josh, you, you know, obviously we watch and talk baseball almost every day. Um, do you feel like kids can learn a lot just simply by watching a professional baseball game? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at you know, as a pitcher in the past, like you look at their demeanor on the mound and a big thing for me in high school and really, I mean, I played recreational baseball growing up, but in high school, especially I wore my emotions on my sleeve and it was, it was a good and bad thing because, you know, good. I had the emotion. I care about the game, but bad. It showed up an umpire every now and then it, you know, was, I don't really know how to explain it any better than it was just an unprofessional thing to do as as a young kid and and against other teams um unsportsmanlike that's the word i was thinking of um so you really you sit here and you watch these guys and yeah of course like i i've been you know in the past and when i was a kid i'd sat there and looked in the mirror and you know mimic you know chris carpenter or you know uh i think it was matt morris and roger clemens and all these guys you know that i just idled and that's that's where I took myself as a baseball player seriously is I just wanted to be like them and that's how I watched the game and I saw how then it got older and older I sat there and saw how they pitched to to uh to hitters righty lefty didn't matter just saw how they pitched and just sitting down watching the game unfold you know I'm of the belief that you can learn something new by watching a baseball game on any given night now um uh I don't know about you, but I still do. Yeah, I mean, you can you know? honestly, you can honestly learn something by watching it. And I'm not talking about the 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 stuff you see on Sports Center. Quite honestly, mm -hmm. just the way the game is played. And you know, I think we lose some of that today with the way we. Co I think we lose some of that. This is how you play the game. We get consumed. And let's face it, it baseball's done it to itself a little bit. Launch angle and the tag exit mile power. All important things, all metrics designed to do a variety of things. One, measure a player and where they're at. Um, help them. Like I think metrics are great for training so that people can see where they're at and how they get better and, and where they're deficient and things like that. But we've made it, you know, those things aren't necessarily all that exciting for young kids. Um, you know, how do you make it exciting for young kids? We've talked about on the show, and again, with fall baseball in full swing for most of the country, um, you know, making the game fun and exciting and, and really approachable for kids to want to learn. Um, 
free to, I hate to use the word experiment, but free to go out and play free with, without feeling like it's the end of the world if what they're doing isn't working out. I mean, these are all things. But if you Because if you watch a Major League Baseball player, okay, they are going to fail a lot, and they do fail a lot. I think we as fans take it for granted sometimes because I think I've said it a hundred times over, pros make the game look so easy. Okay? I saw a great tweet the other day. I can't remember which, which guy it was, I don't, but I shared it, and I, I thought it was so well done. It, was, it might have been Keith Law or somebody like It was somebody, one of the baseball guys had retweeted it, but basically it was a, a guy saying that, you know, a guy, a former college pitcher was coaching a kid's team and oh, got yeah. tired of hearing the parents yell at the kids about striking out and not getting hits. So he made all the parents get in the box and, and hit off of him. Yep. And they were embarrassed. And he said, listen, I did this because I want you to understand how hard it is. See, it's not easy. See, I think we as parents sometimes think this, think this game is easy. And here's why. I, I, listen, when I say that, I don't mean it in a derogatory fashion. What I really mean by it is this. I say this about the highest level as a Cardinal fan. And listen, I know I have people listen to the show all over the world, much less in, in the States. So who insert whatever team you like, okay, whoever your team is. If you're in Chicago and it's Cubs, if you're in Colorado and it's Rockies, L.A., Dodgers. I mean, I know that, that's for all my boys in L.A. Thanks to uh, <coughs> thanks for the MVP team out there that, that got me hooked up in the L.A. market. Thank you, of course. But, you know, honestly – insert any team in there. And I think what happens is when these guys are rolling, they really, really make the game look easy. Yep. And I think we forget how hard it is in turn. That happens at every level. So think about going out and watching your young player play in a game and they, they win and maybe they short game a team or, or he gets a bunch of hits or he goes out and, and pitches really well. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, Hey, just go out and do that every time. That's just not realistic. There's going to be struggles within this game of baseball. If you talk to any pro player, they will tell you that a lot of times the guys that are at AAA and AA even, they all have the skill level to play at the major league level. It's the mental part of the game and how they adapt and how they overcome and how they accept failure and all that. These are all things that are part of the game that we don't give enough thought if we don't give enough credit to understanding how they work against the game. So if you really think about it, what is it that we want to teach? Like it, like it, it, so this is where I was going with today's show. I'm going to talk about, you know, what is it we should be watching and what is it we should be learning by watching the greatest players in the game play? That's what I want to talk about a little bit. I mean, we've already kind of started it because I went on a little too far, but we'll come back to it and finish it up here in a minute. I want to remind everybody to check us out, youthbaseballtalk.com. Multiple things you can do there. Subscribe to the show, which is free. You'll get a notification whenever the show is released. By the way, I uh, apologize for no show last week. My sister-in-law had a medical event. She's doing remarkably better. Um, and uh, we couldn't be, thank you for all the prayers. Got a lot of, got a lot of stuff back from all of our partners and things like that. Again, um, they work, prayers work folks and, and, and positive thoughts work. So thank you. Um, and I was out for a few days as I'm the one that I have the job that allows me to be away a little bit more than most. So I had to, had to lend a hand there, but um, I appreciate it. And thank you for all those thoughts and concerns, but she is the, the recovery has been a, nothing short of amazing. Thank you. Um, so Youth Baseball Talk, uh, social media, at Podcast Baseball. You'll find us on Twitter. Uh, you know, if you follow us and you're involved in baseball, we're going to follow you back because we want to know what you're thinking. Uh, Facebook as well, uh, Youth Baseball Talk. Like our Facebook page. 
Click invite your friends, anybody involved in it, please invite them. Uh, when you see the show come out, the, each, if you would share it, that would help us reach more people. Thank you. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk as well. The one thing I, I forgot to mention, uh, at, youth baseball, at youthbaseballtalk.com, our website, the one thing you can do if you really want to help the show is there's an Amazon banner on there. If you click that uh, and do your shopping at Amazon, it doesn't cost you anything. You're done with us once you click it. My producers, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen, who do so much work for me behind the scenes, you know, there's a little bit of referral money in that. It goes to them. It helps them, uh, you know, with, with all the work they do. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you. Thank you for the people that are doing it. And if you would uh, start doing it, it means a lot to us. Um, lineupmedia.fm, thank you for having us as part of your growing network. Home now to Yo Radio, the internet radio sensational that uh, is sweeping the nation. Check it out. It's a great radio station that's growing every day. They've got some awesome stuff coming up. I'm telling you, jump in on this early. It is free. Hit the app store, download Yo Radio, leave them a review. They would greatly appreciate it. Um, all of our partners out there, thank you. Um, you heard me mention the Rope Trainer, um, EliteBaseball.tv, uh, PrecisionImpact.ca out of, out, of, uh, out of Canada, the great company that provides the you know some of the, the stuff that you use in the game of baseball that they're able to focus on and provide quality products. I appreciate everything. Um, the guy I'm going to thank right now and, and highlight with this week's Open uh, with, with his show is the Rope Report. It's always brought to you by theropetrainer.com, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and, of course, done by my friend and yours, Kurt McNabb. Everybody loves to hear from him. Let's hear what he has for us this week. Thanks, Jim. It's great to be back again for this week's episode of The Rope Report, brought to all you dirtbags by The Rope Trainer and myself, Kirk McNabb of Dirtbag Baseball Nation, like Jim said. I don't know how many of you out there are living, breathing, and dying Cardinals fans like Jim and our very own Nolan, but like them or not, they're one heck of a run. Like the Cards, those A's are making it fun in the American League West as well. It's great that it's happening because the way they both... Or sorry, the way both these teams are playing right now is what I'm going to be talking about this week. Last week, I told parents to stop being your child's friend all the time and be a responsible parent to them if you want them to fully achieve what they're capable of. And this week, it's the players' turn to hear what I have to say, and that is this. Make people remember you every time you're on the field, off the field, during tryouts, practices, games, and, and everything else you choose to do with your life. Learn this right now, if you haven't already. Understand this clearly and unequivocally. Baseball and life owe you nothing. Again, make people remember you. And baseball and life owe you nothing. You are given the opportunity to be a part of both. So if you want something in either, you better go own it. Just like the Cards and the A's had a decision to make with both both their seasons, you have a decision to make in what kind of player and human being, sorry, you're going to be every single day. There's no guarantee of making the playoffs for either of those teams, but at least they're doing everything in their power to make their desires come true. You need to realize just because you show up for a tryout doesn't mean you make the team. Just because you showed up for practice doesn't mean you get to go through the motions because it's practice. Just because you're in the lineup doesn't mean you're going to have a hit every at-bat, field every ball hit to you, pitch a complete game, or win the game, and so on. Just because you're not in the lineup doesn't mean you get to sulk, moan, bellyache, cry about it, not being in that lineup. That's when you do everything in your power 
to be ready for when your coach and team call on you in order to have a chance at being successful. Be thankful for every opportunity that you get to encounter every single day. Embrace the opportunity with a clear and confident mindset and leave everyone, including yourself, with the impression that you are willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish that opportunity. You're willing to help everyone around you try to succeed and be better. You respect every player, coach, adult, teacher, friend, and so on that you encounter on a daily basis so that when that game, practice, event, and day is over, everyone that saw you, talked to you, or interacted with you remembers you for being a great athlete and human being. Don't expect anything to be given to you. Earn it every single time because I promise you, I promise you, it will feel so much better and you'll appreciate why you earned it. And nobody, nobody can take that from you because you know the truth and that is, is or sorry, that is that you deserved it 100%. You worked for it, you earned it, you worked it and you worked and you worked and you worked. If the Cards and the A's make the playoffs this year, then there is no one who can say they didn't deserve to make it. But in order for them to make it, they have to keep going out there on that field every day and earn it. Hey, I'm not just calling all you players out. I'm calling out the team over at the Rope Trainer, Jim Cromer and his gang at Youth Baseball Talk, and myself, Nolan, and Braden here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation as well. If we want to be remembered positively, then we need to earn it every single day by doing what's right, just like you. Trust me, these days, there's days where I'm hurting or exhausted, just like any of you. And I'm sure the rest of our team feels the same way at times. But I promise you, when we see that player, that parent, or coach, and they need something from us, I get all jacked up. And so does the rest of the team, because we live to see and challenge you to be the best you possible on the field and in life. Jim and Youth Baseball Talk, Earl and the gang at the Rope Trainer, and us here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation, we can help you and educate you, but we can't ultimately play the game or lead your life for you. We can't. So that's why you got to listen up and you got to do it. We're always here to help and be a part of your trust network, but it's way more rewarding when you've earned it. I just heard from one of our dirtbags, RC, I'll use his name, RC, in Pennsylvania last week, who updated us on his son's season, and he was already asking me questions about what they should be doing in the offseason to reach their next goals. I loved it, and I was humbled by the fact he said to me how much he enjoyed listening to the show every week here on Youth Baseball Talk and what a difference it made in his life and his son's. It's stories like this every day that keep us going and motivated to do more and more for all of you dirtbags out there. As dirtbags, we go out and earn it. So if you want to be considered a true dirtbag, then start doing it right now if you haven't already. Don't beg, don't bellyache, don't moan. By God, go out and earn it. If you want a great healthy arm, then work at it daily. You can grab your own rope trainer by going to www.theropetrainer.com and enter dirtbag in the number five. That's dirtbag in the number five at checkout. And you know you can always contact us right here at info 
at DirtbagBaseballNation.com. That's info at DirtbagBaseballNation.com or directly by dialing 226-821-2402. That's my line directly. That's me, 226-821-2402. You can also find us at Dirtbag Baseball Nation on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening. And we also invite you to share with us any great stories about you doing dirtbag acts. Until next week, I'm Kirk McNabb reminding you that it is your job to get up, get after it, and get dirty. Great stuff as always. And again, um, Kirk is such a, a big part of our show now. I know people look forward to what he has to say every week. And I do, con- I do want to thank him for his continued support. And of course, everybody over at theropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Get yours today. And don't forget to check out Dirtbag Baseball Nation as Kurt McNabb is one of the, the great teachers out there that understands how important the mental side of the game of baseball is. All right. Um, want to get back into this, Josh, and talk a little bit about um, you know where I was going with this. And again, as I look at the game, you know, watching a game of baseball with your son or daughter is supposed to be fun, it's supposed to be exciting. But if you're going to use some teaching moments in the game, I think most people think I'm probably getting at Watch the way he hit this home run, or watch this, or watch that. It's, that's not the things I'm talking about. I'm talking about, and again, I'm going to have to use examples here, okay? But number one, the number one thing you can do is, and I, I don't even have to give you an example on this one first, so I'll start here. Watch the way, and again, it's just going to be funny because I'm going to be honest here. Watch the way the guys act when they either make a mistake Strike out, make an out. Now, what I mean by that is I'm going to say that 99% of the time they handle it like a big leaguer. Okay, now, there's two parts here. Maybe it's probably even less than 1% of the time, but I'm just using that for for, for easy numbers. The 1% of the time that they don't, quote-unquote, handle it like a big leaguer, that's also another teaching moment. So, you know... Um, when a guy strikes out, I mean, you know, it's easy to look at a kid and go, see, these are the best players in the world. They strike out. And then maybe an hour later, he bats again and strikes out. See, this guy is the best second baseman. Like, he strikes out. He makes outs. It's okay. And look how he doesn't get upset. Look how he doesn't go to the dugout and cry. Look how he doesn't throw his stuff. Look how he d- – those are all things that it's impactful for a young kid to see that the best player in the world is failing just like he fails. And guess what? It's okay. Well, did you see Matt Carpenter last night? 0 for 4, 4 strikeouts. I didn't see him snap any bats or throw anything or throw a fit or anything. Yasiel Puig strikes out, snaps a bat over his knee. Right. So two completely different teaching moments all within the same game of baseball. Right? Now, what you can explain to your kid is very simple. Like, you don't have to sugarcoat. You don't have to be ignorant. It's, a, it's baseball, right? You can say, listen, he's really frustrated. There's a variety of reasons why he did it. Now, you know, is it awful? Ah, you can, you, some people, but the reality of it is he's, he's, he's taking himself out of his own game. He's getting frustrated. It's a hard game to play frustrated. Frustration builds. Frustration. There's all types of teaching moments within a game of baseball. All types of teaching moments. I guarantee you, if you watch enough baseball, you're going to see a guy go 0 for 4 at the plate and have four strikeouts. But he's going to make an unbelievable defensive play. It's a teaching moment. 
See, you don't have to carry your offense out into the field. There are other ways to win a baseball game. Show them a guy that comes in and pitches to one batter and gets an out. One batter. And say, look, look how he helped his team win a baseball game. Have them watch a game and watch a guy come off the bench, not play all game and come off the bench in the eighth inning and get a, and have a good at bat. And say, see, here's a guy, didn't sit around and pout because he wasn't playing, didn't talk about how he should be playing and somebody else shouldn't be playing, didn't do this, didn't do that, but all he did was when it was given his opportunity, he came up and did the best job he could for his team. You know, watch the catchers, how they work with the pitchers. Watch the guys in, in, in between innings, how they, how they throw the ball across the diamond. Watch the guy. Watch, 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 watch. Sometimes you have to watch the best to understand how it really works. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, you know, Josh, I, I don't know about you, but I remember watching. Now, when I'm going to date myself. I'm definitely older than you <laughs> by quite a few years. I, you know, there weren't games on every night when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still remember growing up when it was like it was announced how many games were going to be televised. Now you, it's just a foregone conclusion. Every game's on TV, okay? At least once a night. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, it, that wasn't that way when I was a kid. I mean, we were lucky to, to watch the Cubs play a little bit from some day games, and then Atlanta Braves station came out with TBS, you know, with the whole Turner mm-hmm. thing. ESPN got into some stuff, and then you had X amount of games would be tele. I can still remember Cardinal games not being televised. I remember it like it was yesterday. And, you know, at the beginning, home games. Ooh, we're not going to televise home games because then people won't come to the home games. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay? So we don't have that problem anymore. Okay? We can watch a lot of great things. But it's a way to reach kids. Um, You know, you're going to harness your knowledge of baseball, your uh, experience in the game of baseball, but you're going to be dealing with 15-year-old kids that are going, let's face it, 15 years old is that age where, I mean, we always talk about 15, 16 years old in baseball. I mean, that's a big change for a kid. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure, but emotion is going to be a big thing there. Want to, emotion, things like that. What can they learn by watching a Major League Baseball game? Well, I mean, you, you think about 15 15- uh, 15 year old guys and, and they're going into high school. They're going into, I mean, it's, it's starting to get real, you know, it's starting to get real for them. This is where they start everything. I mean, just like I mentioned earlier about, you know, wearing the emotion on your sleeve, you can, you could even go as far as not getting a strike called or getting a strike called as a, as a hitter and not showing up the umpire, you know, respect the game, respect, the other team that you're playing, you know, it could be like a Cards-Cubs matchup. It could be your rival high school. It it, it doesn't matter. You need to stay within yourself and and not um, and not go overly emotional to the point where you are disrespectful. Is where I think it, it, you can you can tell a lot by how a second baseman like Colton Wong will act. How you know, Matt Carpenter reacts, all these actions and and uh, emotions throughout the game. I mean, it's an interesting thing for sure. I've got, um, you know, I've got lots of things that I've done over my time with me, t- uh, kids of all ages. And I think each kid 
presents a different challenge when it comes to wanting to teach them something about the game of baseball. There's so much baseball out there right now that you can almost find an example, you know, for, for every kid. If you're coaching out there, folks, and you're approaching everything as, I don't want to use the word vanilla, but you're like kind of like robotic, like this is the same conversation I'm going to have with every kid about pitching, or it's the same conversation I'm going to have with every kid about hitting. I mean, you're doing yourself and those kids a disservice because it's, it's not realistic. It's just not. Every kid's different, okay? Every kid has different challenges, okay? Every kid has a variety of things going on within the game of baseball that require us to attack it in a different way, quite frankly. I, I, don't, I don't know why, and, and obviously I, I don't know when, we went to making things try to be so black and white and mechanical. Like, you got to do that. you got to do this. I understand that there's absolutes and, and the body works the way it does. We've learned that through Justin Stone and things like that. Uh, we've said a thousand times over that, you know, certain kids let, – let's face it, there is a, cha there, there is a chain. I mean, there, you know, there are certain kids that are blessed with unbelievable athleticism and size and maturity at a young level and things like that. But everybody progresses at their own rate. It doesn't mean that everybody has to be in a bubble and be, and be the same. But those are all the great things you can learn in baseball and you can do it just by like listen no disrespect to anybody out there working with kids we spend tons of money on training and lessons right right yep oh yeah and listen all and i mean and now with the new technology it's only getting more expensive and you know what and, all good but it's i have no issue with any of it okay i no issue yep. with any of it as long as it's done right and uh, let's say this and as long as the kid wants it and it's not just the parent mm -hmm. that wants it because you're th if they yep. don't really want to do it, you're just wasting your money. I'm just telling you that right now. And I think any trainer worth his salt will tell you that. Okay. I have told, I have, listen, I have had to tell people, listen, I, 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 you're wasting your money here. If you want me to babysit, that's what you're paying me to do for 30 minutes is what you're doing. Okay. The, the reality of it is this. And that, listen, that's more than likely it's because the kid's not ready for that it doesn't mean they won't be well i've even had parents that are like you know oh he'll play any position he'll play anywhere which which is great which is great but then you got the kid behind stand behind the parent kind of rolling his eyes like well i really just want to be a pitcher i really just want to catch or i just want to and then that's where i'm like you know what if you if that's what you want to do that's then go ahead toughest you job for I mean? a coach you got to get in tune with the kid versus the parent oh yeah because the kid sometimes is going to tell you some things the parents yep. don't want to hear or don't want to believe you know, the reality of it is with all this great training, with all this great coaching, with all these great things that are going on, right, with all this stuff happening, no doubt about it, okay, there is something that can be learned for nothing, for free every night. You know, again, I'm not here to do Major League Baseball's job. I'm not here to figure out how we get more kids watching the game of baseball and falling in love with the game of baseball. I'm not here to do that. That's not my gig. Right. And I understand what they're saying. And I'm not saying parents have to, for, but I'm just wondering, you know, do we approach it that way? You Listen, you can't do anything in life and be good at it without diving into it somewhat. I, if I work and I want to be good at whatever it is I'm doing, I've got to get into it. I've got to do it. I've got to be involved in it all the time. You don't get good at something just doing it every now and again. I don't care what it is. Okay? 
doesn't doesn't matter what it is. So it only stands a reason that you know it's it, it's really not that far fetched to know and feel like just watching and understanding and getting together with people and watching a game of baseball, you should learn something every time you watch it to some degree. That's how I feel anyway about no, it. No, absolutely. I mean, not even not even just watching. But or just like, enjoy it. But like, for example, even myself coming on with two birds on a bat and you guys over there and really getting to know you guys and, uh, you know, have the group chat with Benji Molina and all that. That's why I kept coming back. Is because I enjoy talking baseball with you guys. I learn something nearly almost, if not every single time I come back and hang out up the studios with you or, you know, just shooting whatever on, on text. And, I mean, I learn something every day with you guys. Well, you know so, what's funny? The key word you said there, you said one word in there that I, that I think kind of puts this all in perspective. You said you enjoy it. See, there it is. We have to make it enjoyable. Like, I wonder, and again, I, I love all my listeners. I love all the followers. I love everybody. Thank you. I wonder how many people are going to take what I said today and say, you know what? Jim's right. I can't remember the last time I watched a baseball game with my son, but yet I expect him to go out there and play like a big leaguer, right? So they're going to go grab their kid. They're going to say, you know what we're going to do tonight? We're going to watch a Cardinal game. We're going to, and they sit them down next to the couch and they sit there and they watch it. Okay. So let me ask you a question. If they weren't already coming downstairs and watching the game with you, how do you think that's going to go? Hmm. Chances are you pulled them away from Fortnite. Chances are you pulled them away from Snapchat. Chances are you pulled them away from YouTube. Chances are you pulled them away from Xbox Live with their friends. Chances are you pulled them away from something else that they were doing rather than sitting downstairs and watching a baseball game with you. Okay? You might want to have some tact. Get a pizza, pop some popcorn, play some catch before you do. Make it fun and enjoyable. And I would start small. Hey, let's watch a couple innings. I know you, I know you, you know, hey, I know you like to play Fortnite. I got, I, t I tell my, my older son all the time, listen, I don't say a word about you playing Fortnite because you're working all the time. When I'm going to say something to you about it is when I'm going to remind you that it's taken over supposedly something that you say to me that you want really bad. And I'm going to remind you that if you want something really bad, it's got to be a priority. Yep. So what's the priority here? Okay. But it doesn't do any good to yell at kids for playing Fortnite or Snapchatting or getting on YouTube. I mean, boy, it's when it becomes professional the priority. players still play. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's when it becomes the priority. Yep. So I'm not advocating for you to grab your kid and throw him on a couch with you tonight and make him sit there and go, I really wish. Number one, if you want to help facilitate a change, you better find a way to make that change stickable. That's a new word I just just threw together. Mm -hmm. But th what I mean by that is you better find a way to make it fun and exciting. It could be even as small as one play, you know? It, it, I've, I mean, I remember being upstairs in, like, the loft playing a video game or something when I was a kid. And, I mean, maybe not a kid, but I was probably in high school. And my dad would say, hey, come on down. You got to see this. And he'd have it on pause. He'd pause yeah. it and then play it. I do that And a then lot. next thing I know, I'm down there watching the seventh, eighth, ninth inning of the baseball game. You know, even as little as that, it, it, it it's a teaching opportunity, and it's a it's an opportunity for to kind of get them like interested and wide eyed about it, about the game of baseball and what's going on in that play, or what you know who who's playing, or what conversation you and 
you know, a family member, your dad or whoever, uh, it's just a t- a, 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 another chance for you to enjoy it. Yeah, and, and again, I think to come full circle on the conversation today, it's just about making the game of baseball fun for kids. I mean, we get into a work mode, which, listen, there's nothing wrong with work. That's one of the life lessons that are great about the game of baseball. There's nothing wrong with the, the work lesson, right? Uh, making the game exciting, making it fun, making a kid understand, um, making a kid understand that, you know, if you want something, you got to work for it. And look how much fun they're having. These guys... You know, but sometimes we we go the wrong way with it, though. You know, like I've 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 watched guys, I've probably done it. Thinking back, I know I've done it. You know, you've got your young son sitting there looking at him, going, "If you think for one minute that these guys sat on a on an Xbox all night long and made it to the big leagues, you're crazy." <laughs> okay, I mean, what good does that do to say that? And I listen, and I've said it. I've said it. And I think it's because we as parents are frustrated and we're trying to find some connection to get them to stop doing the things that we think aren't important. But the reality of it is we live in a new age, folks, and we can be old and cranky about it. Or we can try to figure out a way to to show them that some of the things are fun also. But see, we don't make it fun. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the ultimate thing I'm saying here. I'm not quite sure how fun we make it for them. I've said it a thousand times, standing over a kid, yelling at him every time he makes an out, coaching him from the stands, the car ride home. We've talked about that so many times. How much fun can that possibly be? Whether you think it's necessary or fun is really irrelevant. If the kid is not having any fun, you know, and again, I'm going to give you my famous line that that I guarantee you some of you are saying to yourself right now, not my kid. He loves it. He thrives on it. He loves it when I get on him. He can't operate any other way. And you know how I'm aware of that? Because I did the same thing. He responds to that. Yeah. Listen, I'm not even saying that there isn't a minor bit of truth to it. But no kid wants to be berated. No kid wants to be embarrassed. No kid wants to be told he can't do some of the fun things that other kids are doing. Nobody, and I mean nobody, loves it that much. Not a 10-year-old kid. A 10-year-old kid wants to be what? A 10-year-old kid. A 15-year-old kid wants to be what? A 15-year-old kid. Try telling a 15 or 16-year-old kid he can't have a girlfriend, he can't hang out with his friends, he can't go to the movies, he can't play Fortnite, because he's got to be committed to baseball. Well, let me assure you that I'm not going to say every time because there are Listen, there are people out there that that's what's important to the kid. Great. Not an issue. But for the most of them, it's not. And I promise you, if you start making them pick things, guess what they're going to pick? They're going to pick the thing that's what? Fun. We've got to make it more fun. It starts with us. It starts at a younger age. I've challenged coaches. I've had some of them have great success with this. The the the, the un the uncoached practice once a month. The un the, the, the unpracticed practice once a month. I've told you I've told you guys all this, okay? Unorganized. Take them all to the field, drop them off, and leave once a month. No coach, no parents, no we're gonna work on this today. Drop them off and say, I'll see you in two hours. Figure it out. <laughs> play some Indian ball. Play some play play make some rules. Pick teams, have fun. 
Oh, but so-and-so is going to get picked last. Yeah, somebody's going to get picked last. Somebody might get hit with a baseball. Yeah, somebody might get hit. Yep. Yep. They're going to argue over a call. Yep, they will. They'll figure it out on their own. They don't need us to save them from baseball. Make it fun. Make it fun. That's my challenge to you, Josh. You got to find a way to make it fun for these 15 year old kids. Because I promise you, at some juncture, some of them, the game has not been very fun. I, listen, yeah. I'm going to ask you. I mean, you're, you played. Was it always fun? No. And that's, uh, that's really kind of where I quit. I, I gave up on the game of baseball as a player when after my sophomore year of college because I wasn't getting playing time. I, I had one bad outing, and, and I didn't get put in a spot to, to pitch in a game that was less than a 10-2 to two ball game. And I only pitched five innings that year, but I worked extremely extremely hard probably the hardest I've ever worked and I didn't get rewarded for it so I decided well I think I'm about done so yeah I mean it's not always the most rewarding and you're definitely not going to have fun sometimes but if you understand like for me as a pitcher and and I had to run a lot you think running's fun no but as you go through and you grow you kind of start to understand why it is good for you as a baseball player, as an athlete in general, as just a person. I, you know, talk about Benji Molina coming back from a, a what, four-mile bike ride or something like that. <laughs> you know, he says, man, I feel great. You know, it just doing something like that makes you feel great. And, and once you kind of get older, you kind of start to realize that sooner or later. But, yeah, I mean, as a kid, I did not think that was fun whatsoever. I can tell you that um, <clears throat> I can tell you that I, I look back on being a kid, and I grew up in a different time. Again, I you know I we truly played sandlot baseball. That's truly what it was. I mean, I I think back to being really young and staying at my grandma's during the day, and across the street between the houses was an empty lot, and we met over there every day. And I mean. Are you familiar with New Melly, Missouri? Yeah. Yeah. You know that ballpark, the recreational ballpark right there? Yeah. Yep, that's where I grew up playing. Horse horse stall right next to the field. I mean, if you had a foul ball, it was going right in there. A gunsmith right there that they shot, you know, at their targets, obviously in a safe range. But, you know, that's what we I, had going around. I, I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I – listen, I, I'm just telling you, I – I remember it. Now, yep. listen, that doesn't mean all the good old days were always, you know. No, I, I'm just saying that that's, that's what we did. Now, I didn't have a video game at that time in my life to sit and play every day, so it made it a little bit easier. I didn't have as much pull away from me as these other kids do. They have other things they can do now. We live in a, a world and a society that has given more people more options. More people, more options is a great thing. Because people are going to find what they, they, they like to do and what they're passionate about. I think back to those days of playing Sandlot baseball, and the reality of it is it was like everything in life. There were some kids that were better than others. There were some kids. But you know what? You had enough kids out there to play a game, and you didn't care that there were a few kids that weren't very good because you just wanted to have enough kids to play. But somehow, some way, somewhere, we got into this whole thing where the kids that weren't very good weren't good enough to play baseball with us. And that's sad and wrong. And, you know, and again, 
I look at it, um, I think about it, and I and I and I say to myself, you know, what was it about that time that made it to where that was something I wanted to do? I'm not sure. I would love to be able to say it was because I loved it. I mean, I and again, I I it's all I know is my own history, right? Like I loved to play. I'm one of these guys that, you know, and I'm even talking about the last 10 years that I played ball. It was softball, and I traveled around and played softball, whatever. But the reality of it was, while that wasn't baseball, it didn't matter. I would rather play than watch because I loved to play. Yep. I played 300 softball games a summer, <laughs> 300. I played every night of the week and every weekend, traveled all over. I loved it. I loved it. I would never – listen, I love the Cardinals. I would never rather watch a Cardinal game than go play in my own game. Never. I wanted to play. I wanted to play. I loved it. Okay? Not everybody feels that way. Other people – you know, that – but the reality of it is how do you get there? How do you I, – I don't know. There's no right or wrong answer there. Some kids are just different. But I do know this. I do know this. I look back on my childhood, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. That doesn't mean all kids did. I had some some of my best friends growing up weren't weren't very good ball players. Didn't really care for it. I was a decent player or good player, whatever. Does that is that why maybe I loved it? Because I was pretty good. Would I've loved it as much if I wasn't very good? Let's face it, failing stinks. How how long before a kid that continues to fail says this stinks? I don't want to do it no more. Folks, that's reality. But maybe if we made it fun, maybe we could give them an opportunity to find out for themselves. And that's all I'm saying. You know, that's where we're at. And, you know, it just made me think about it watching the Cardinals because right now, and again, you know, I know it's this isn't a, just a St. Louis show, but everybody out there all over the country, even all over the world, is watching what the Cardinals are doing. They're playing amazing baseball after having a really bad first half of the season. The reality of it is this. It's the kids, the young kids that love to play and are playing with emotion. For most of you out there, that emotion is in there somewhere for your kid. Help bring it out. Don't suppress it. Don't say you got to do this or you got to do that. Find a way to bring it out. That'll be your challenge, Josh. Oh, yeah. And I think you're up for it. I mean, I listen to the way Mm -hmm. we talk about it. Listen, that's the other thing, too. See, that's why I've said this all the time. The coaches is, is an important part of this. Listen, you're not just, remember this, guys, you're not just a coach to teach fundamentals of baseball. You're a coach to develop people. You're a coach. Your job is to find what makes one kid turn it on. What, listen, just take your job serious, guys, is all I say. We got too many coaches that just, they don't take it serious enough. You're impacting young lives, whether you want to admit it or not. It is a commitment. Find a way. That's my challenge to you today. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I love talking baseball, man. Oh, yeah. You can see that for sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another gentleman that loves to talk baseball, and I, I kind of give him crap sometimes saying he loves to hear himself talk because uh, when he gets going, um, you're going to be hard-pressed to get a word in as wise. But the, the reality of it is, who I mean, who wants to speak when he's, when he's holding court because you're going to learn something if you shut your own mouth, open up your ears, and, and in these days, uh, turn on your phone and just record it. But uh, EliteBaseball.tv, uh, the man Justin Stone and Travis Kerber, his, his, you know, his longtime assistant there, they do a tremendous job 
teaching a game of baseball, finding a way to relate to the kids, making it fun, doing all the things the right way. I can't recommend anybody more than I can these guys. Let's turn it over now to them and see what they have for us with their EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. Take it away. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv. As we come out of our summer travel ball season and we're preparing for another new year, the off season is around the corner. Now, a lot of you are going to be playing fall ball, but fall ball, to me, is an opportunity to evaluate what we did in the summer and the ways we can improve. So today is about self-evaluation. I think we do so much as young baseball players of looking and forecasting into the future. What am I doing next? Uh, what big tournament am I going to go to? What big team am I going to play for? Where am I going to go to college one day? But all the pieces that end up making my long-term longevity of my career are about what I'm doing now. And what we need to do now is reflect on who we were this summer. So my challenge to you is to have a discourse with your son or your daughter and challenge them to write down what they feel like are the three areas of need they need to improve upon before next year. Now my challenge to you as a parent is do the same thing. Do not collaborate on this until after you've both written this down independently. This is gonna provide a very good discussion between son, daughter, and parent that will help you program what you need to be doing this off season. It could be a motivating factor. It could be a time where, you know, after the season and sometimes parent and player discussions can get heated. You know, this is something that we can do in a calm atmosphere. We're not competing right now. It's just simple evaluation on what we can do in order to get better. Now, the fall is a perfect time to attack those things. And it, it, depending on if you're in a cold weather area, which many of us are in the Midwest, uh, which has a lot of our listeners here, or you're somewhere south or on the coast, they have better weather on the coast, they have better weather in the south, but in the fall, we have a limited amount of time we're going to be outside. So what I tell our people in the cold weather states is practice your most dynamic moves that you need to work on in your outdoor setting, because those days are going to be coming to an end in just a few short months. So if it's something defensive, I want to attack that in the fall, because you can never replicate indoors everything that we can do outside. So I always want to attack my most dynamic weakness first. So we know that we can do that in an outdoor setting. But those three things should be the, the discussion points that lead us into programming our off-season training. So the next step is the how. How are we gonna improve upon the areas that you feel like you need to improve on? Is it a physio issue? Is this something I need to get stronger or faster, seeking out a strength and conditioning professional? Is it skill work? That's something that you're either doing on your own or you're working with one of your coaches or private trainers. Whatever your avenue to get to that road, you need to make a blueprint for it. The more detailed, the better. Because I'll say this, of every baseball player I've ever been around that had success, they did so with a plan. Come look at us at EliteBaseball.tv if you want that plan, either from the physio side with our new detailed workout and assessment program, as well as all the drills that we have housed on EliteBaseball.tv. Come check us out. We're free for 48 hours. And until next time, I'll see you on the field. Great stuff as always. Um, again, if you haven't uh, went out and, and, and joined up for EliteBaseball.tv, you're doing, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, it's tremendous. Josh, I would recommend that for you. Yeah, EliteBaseball.tv. Um, it's awesome. Uh, again, uh, you won't find better information about the game of baseball and about teaching the game of baseball. Uh, love PrecisionImpact.ca. Everybody loves Dirk Dombrowski and the work that he's doing with them. Um, again, a, a quality company uh, providing quality products at quality prices. Don't forget to get your 10% discount at checkout by typing in Youth Baseball Talk. 
at precisionimpact.ca. Josh, the the thing that that they have, they got the great sandballs. Mm-hmm. You know those. You know, yep. used for a variety of reasons. You'll have some, I'm sure, because you never know if you're going to show up with batting cages. But it also teaches the kids to drive through the baseball, and you can really tell with miss hits and things like mm-hmm. that, backspin, things like that. It's a great product. Uh, you see it everywhere on the diamonds. They've got them, high quality, uh, competitive prices. Uh, they're where you need to to do your shopping. That's precisionimpact.ca. Let's hear what Dirk Dombrowski has for us this week. Thanks, Jim, and thanks, Baseball Express. As always, you guys are doing an amazing job over there. Today, something I wanted to talk about um, was how successful people are always doing more than average people. Um, Recently, actually just yesterday, I had the privilege uh, of having the father of a nine-year-old son give me a call and... Um, sort of ask if I was willing to help them over the course of the winter to train their nine-year-old son. And that was really, really surprising to me because a lot of the players I work with, a lot of the athletes I work with are definitely more along the lines of, you know, 16, 17, 18, maybe a little bit younger than that. But it was really, um, really a pleasure to, f- to see a father and a parent that have a nine-year-old kid realize that even at nine years old, um, there's extra to be done or if they really want to see a lot of success or if they want the next following years to have a lot of success, that extra needs to be done. They can't just rely on the coaches that are given to them at that age um, and that they want to take some things in their own hands. Now, the funny thing that he he kind of mentioned to me was that you know, university, they're not expecting university or whatnot, but they definitely want to just give their, their son the best opportunity to be successful over the next couple of years, uh, assuming he sticks with it. But he, to be honest, I actually told him outright that, you know, what, he's on track. He's probably on track better than a lot of kids out there right now who are definitely um, have the have really good chances of going to university or getting a scholarship or at least making that next level because at his age, at nine years old, Time is on his side. I mean, you can't say that very often. A lot of the time, time is fighting against a lot of athletes, especially when athletes are really successful at two or three sports. You'll see some guys that are really good football players and playing baseball and are pretty good baseball players. You'll see maybe volleyball and baseball, maybe some soccer and baseball, maybe golf and baseball. And they're trying to do both right up until the age of 18 and then make a decision then. But, you know, it was really, really exciting to see a young kid, a young player make a decision at nine years old that he wanted to be a baseball player and that he wanted to be successful. So, you know, I was just I'm really excited to have the opportunity to work with this young man. Um, and today what I wanted to talk about was how champions do extra. Um, giving everything that you have and a little bit more. And that little bit more is what a lot of players don't realize. Um, unfortunately, though, the, the trap um, is that whatever is, if something is easy to do, it's also easy not to do. And what I mean by that is um, a lot of players just think, oh, well, that's really easy. It's probably not going to be very important in my success or my development. But the, the fact is that it's the little easy things that really mean the most, mostly because they're so easy to do that a lot of the time we just don't do them. Um, whether it be arriving 20 minutes early to practice versus showing up just on time, rushing, get your cleats on, and running onto the field. 
reading 10 pages of a book that's actually expanding your mental strength um, versus just not picking up a book whatsoever and probably watching probably more like 20 minutes more of just TV. Staying around after practice for 15 minutes for a few extra reps or to ask coach something or, you know, just to uh, just to do something small uh, rather than leaving at practice right as soon as practice ends, your cleats are on and you're getting out of there. Um, preparing lunch or healthy food for between the, between games of a double header versus getting your parents to go out and get you some fast food. Now, you can you know those you might not think those are going to be a huge difference, but consistently over time, especially imagine a nine year old doing all these things for the next uh, eight years, nine years. It's crazy to think how those little things are going to add up. Um, now you can expand on that list and take it even further, whether it be always doing T work before doing any kind of batting cage or between before doing any actual, um, batting, um, all these little things consistently done is what's going to yield you an amazing product. It's just not doing a lot of great things for a short period of time. One month being, you know, the best, the best at something for a month. It's, it's consistently doing things that make us who we are. Um, and it's, it's, it's tough because I've been there myself and looking back, realizing that I didn't re I didn't really think about it. I was, I just knew that I wasn't the greatest and that I needed to do more in order to be able to compete at the levels that I wanted to compete at. Um, there's, there's a saying that I can really relate to and it's, there are no crowds lining the extra mile. You know, you'll always see crowds of people lining that final mile of a race, but there's nobody after that. And so it can get pretty lonely and it can, it, can, it can be really difficult to do those types of things. But that's why I feel like goals are so important. Um, they allow us to give vision and, and, and um, meaning to a lot of the time where we wake up early and stay late and do all these types of things. Um, I'm going to read something here from a book I'm currently reading. Uh, it's called Legacy by James Kerr. It's an amazing book. If you haven't uh, had a chance to check it out, just talks a lot about uh, culture and sports and mentality and uh, determination and, as always, extra. Um, so um, it goes around the age of 13. Brothers Ben and Owen Franks told their father, Ken, that they wanted to be all blacks. Pretty much every New Zealand boy tells his father this at some point. But Ken, a personal trainer, took them seriously. It wasn't a pushy parent thing, he says. You have to have that drive, and they did. So first we set some goals. Where you want to be in one year, in five years. But also where do you want to be in six months, one month, one week, even tomorrow. He says we got them in the gym. Just technical stuff. Building platforms and whatnot. But by the time they were 18, they were lifting more, the all, more than the All Blacks at that time were. The brothers now prop the all-black scrum. Everything they do is at intensity. It's the business of Ben and Owen. It's something they invest in. You don't rest on your laurels, which basically means you can't be satisfied with your achievements. You're always seeking that perfection. Within a couple of weeks of winning the World Cup, Ben flew in a trainer from the States. These are the things I need to work on, Ben told him. These are my weaknesses. Now these people, if you don't know who the All Blacks are, take a look, look them up. Um, they're an extremely successful rugby franchise, one of the most successful sports franchises on earth. 
if you can believe that. Um, and they're from New Zealand of all places. You'd think that you know somebody that successful would have to be from somewhere very populated, but it's the culture that they've created and the systems they have in place that make them so successful. And so it's it's cra- it's not by accident um, that Ben and Owen became all blacks you know they set goals they had they hired the right help which just happened to be their father um they knew where they wanted to go right from the age of 13 and for the following years they everything they did revolved around that so it's no accident that you'll you're seeing some of these players make the major leagues you're you're simply seeing them get drafted and and um you don't realize what's gone in behind the scenes to make that happen and so I'm very excited to be working with uh, a young nine-year-old who's who's a, who's keen on getting better you know he might not be setting goals like this right away but I'm definitely the one of the first things I'm going to be doing when I sit down with him is going to be setting some goals you know and they might not include university yet but maybe it's making um, a provincial or state team maybe it's making um, summer games Canada games all these types of things it's really important um, that these these young players have a reason to wake up in the morning and when they're you know meeting me at six or seven on weekends six or seven a.m they need to know why and they need to have a really good reasons um, and Goal setting is a huge one, as well as laying out to them and explaining to them that, you know, things that are easy to do are also easy not to do. I think it's really important that you make clear to to players and not just get mad at them for not doing certain certain things, but you just make it clear to them and, and, and sort of try to educate them mentally on how things go. And if, if, if you've been a successful at something, whether it's business or sports, I think you realize that extra has to be done. You know, champions are always going to be doing more than the average person, uh, and that's why they you'll see a lot of these sports franchises or a lot of these players repeat success year after year. Um, as always, really appreciate everything you do, Jim, and in, in, in allowing players and coaches like myself to have a bit of a voice and to speak to other people. Um, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Great stuff as always, and again, another quality episode, precisionimpact.ca. Make sure you check them out, and don't forget, during checkout, type in Youth Baseball Talk in the comment, I'm sorry, in the uh, coupon area or discount area, and receive your additional 10% off your already competitive price. Thanks again to Dirk Dembrowski and my man Phil at precisionimpact.ca. It's going to do it for us this week. I want to remind everybody, check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Subscribe to the show. Do your shopping through Amazon there. Um, thanks to all the people that find us and then go back and listen to the very first episode we ever did. It's funny. I was telling somebody the other day that very first episode we ever did with Brian DeLunis at P3 in pre pitching. Uh, Brian now is the bullpen coach for the Seattle Mariners, and you know he's living the life, and nobody deserves it more than Brian, so congratulations to him as well. But great episodes back in the archive, folks. Um, a lot of people binge listen all of them, and some people go back and just find the ones that apply to things they're dealing with. I've had some great guests. Um, again, uh, I hope you're enjoying in those as, as it's obvious people are because we still get, like I said, we average 50, 60 downloads a week from shows we did three, four years ago. So thank you for, for all the people that find us and go back and binge listen. It means a lot to us. Uh, find us on our social media sites, at Podcast Baseball on Twitter, Youth Baseball Talk on Facebook, and Youth Baseball Talk Show on Instagram. Love being a part of the baseball communities. Please chime in uh, with your questions, comments, and concerns. We love to find out what's going on with you, and that's how we, we do our do our shows. Ropetrainer.com, thank you for your continued support. Earl Perrin, Chris Vernon, of course, John Smoltz, and as John says, everyone should have them from big leaguers to little leaguers. That's the Rope Trainer today. 
uh, Kurt McNabb, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, does a great job with his rope report each and every week. Check out Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Learn more about baseball from my man, Kurt McNabb. Uh, Justin Stone, Travis Kerber, EliteBaseball.tv. Thank you for your continued support and your uh, content each and every week that helps our listeners learn a little bit more about the wonderful game of baseball. Um, again, PrecisionImpact.ca. Give them an opportunity for your business. Type it in, PrecisionImpact.ca. See what they have that can help you today. Don't forget your discount code, Youth Baseball Talk, for your additional 10%. For all of us here at Youth Baseball Talk and LineUpMedia.fm, I'll see you on the field. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.